Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Child of. I apologize for not having a new episode out last week. Something I'm working on in myself is being more disciplined and being more consistent. And that is something that I struggle with from time to time. So that's what that was. I was busy and I just didn't want to. Honestly, I didn't want to record. I didn't want to think about narcissistic abuse and I didn't. So that's why there was no episode last week. But today I want to talk about your parents' relationship, what it looked like, and how that has affected you in your own relationships over the course of your life. Too often in my own life, I have found myself asking, why did I get into such and such relationship? How was I in that relationship? How It just doesn't make sense to me how I was in a relationship that was so bad, so abusive, so ugly. And it's a frustration to me because those relationships caused a lot of pain. And today I want to navigate this complex issue of why we end up in bad relationships after surviving abuse at home. And I want to start by asking you guys a question. And that is basically, what did your parents' relationship look like? You're probably saying, uh, Joanna, my mom, my dad, my guardian was a narcissist. And that's why I'm listening to you in the first place. Okay. So if your mom or your dad was a narcissist, that comes with a string of types of abuse. That relationship is the first relationship that you witness growing up and it creates the strongest lasting impression for you as you move through your own life. And if that relationship template is riddled with anxiety, stress, emotional abuse, manipulation, fear, control, and other ugliness, that is what you refer to for the rest of your life if you're not careful. So the first thing I want you guys to understand and that I already actually stated is that your parents' relationship is a sort of template that you unconsciously refer to throughout your life. And the goal, at least it has been for me, is to slowly change that template. But before you can change the template, you have to look at it and figure out what it actually is. The way to do that is to navigate through your memories pick up on some specific memories that you have from your childhood or your teen years that stick out to you of interactions between your parents. So when I was doing this, I had one specific memory that came back to me, and that was this moment that I was sitting in the living room with my parents. I think I'd been requested to sit down in there with them, and it was just shortly after my mom's brother had passed away of a heart attack, And I remember sitting there and I can't remember what the issue was or what my dad was, what kind of, (laughs) what set him off, I guess. But I remember him sitting there and talking about how my mom's brother who had just passed away must have been a bad or terrible father because one of his daughters had gotten a divorce. And that was apparently in his mind a testament of of bad fatherhood because she got in a divorce, which is weird. But I just remember thinking, and I even said out loud during that sit down, how can you say things like this, dad, about mom's brother? Like he's just passed away. And my mom was just completely quiet, just almost lifeless throughout the whole conversation. And I was trying to stand up for her, but 
thinking back on this interaction and how my mom was just so, so broken that she was willing to sit through my father essentially mock her, her recently deceased brother. Okay, so navigating this specific memory, I would say that what I learned from this and what I put down in my relational template for the rest of my life was that love is not kind, it is not considerate, and it does not care how you feel. That is the message that I got from that interaction between my parents. And if I go and I dig even deeper into that memory, another message that has stuck with me through my life that was definitely in that template and in that interaction was that you do not have a voice. You cannot stand up for yourself in a relationship. And in many ways, I took that that voicelessness, that silence, and that belief that love was not kind, it was not considerate, into basically all of my relationships. And not only relationships that I had with significant others, but also the relationship that I had with myself. And it always, always starts Every part of healing, it begins from the inside out. So healing that relationship you have with yourself is key. And for me, it was giving myself permission for the first time to have a voice and to speak up for myself and to consciously choose not to care what someone else thought of my perspective on things. I also had to teach myself that love should be kind Even though it hadn't been in so many aspects of my life, it should be. And that is what we should be striving for as children of abusive, narcissistic parents is to seek out love that is kind, even if that feels strange to us. I think it's easy to think that because we knew something was wrong or felt that something was wrong as a kid, just watching our parents' relationship and thinking, you know, that's not right, that can't be right, that we think that we'll grow up and and know, be able to know when something's wrong in our own relationships. And I think that it's easy to fall into bad relationships when you're not being careful. Because despite whether or not you knew that something in your parents' relationship was wrong or not, it's harder when it's yourself and you've already been given that template of what a relationship looks like. I was in a relationship for two years with a guy, let's call him Bob, who was financially abusive, manipulative, and sexually abusive to me. Looking back, I can't believe that I was in that relationship for two years, but When I think about it deeply and considering the template that I was given in life, it makes more sense. I stayed in that relationship because in my mind, it was better than what I had seen in my parents. And also it was a little bit familiar, which made me feel a very strange sense of comfort. Another message that I had taken from my template into the relationship I had with Bob was that women were too emotional and not worth listening to. So all of the things that happened to me in that relationship that were abusive, that were bad, that were wrong, I didn't feel like I had the right to speak up and say that it was not okay with me. But now, as I'm looking back on this relationship, uh, eight years down the line, I can understand why I allowed what I allowed, the messages from my childhood that my parents put into my little template 
that played out and spilled over into so many different areas of my life, including that relationship. My hope with sharing these things is that you will take the time to really look back in your life, take some time sorting through memories of your parents and how they interacted and the messages that that sent you, because those messages are really, really impactful to a young mind. And if you're like me, you know that it's really important to understand something well before you can change it. Navigating relationships as an adult is difficult enough without dealing with the onslaught of toxic messages from your childhood that say things like love is not kind or love doesn't listen or love doesn't care what I have to say when in reality those things are not true. My personal new template for love and relationships actually comes from the Bible, um, 1 Corinthians 13, which If you're religious at all, you've probably heard about the love chapter. And it says this, it says that love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I think even if you're not religious, this is a very good template for looking at what love is and what love isn't, and to remind yourself that love is patient. It's not rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not unjust. And if you're with someone who says that they love you, but they are not patient with you, they're not kind to you, they're jealous they're proud, they're rude, they're always wanting their own way, it's important to take a moment and to realize that that is not love. And it may be that you're choosing that relationship because you've been pre-programmed to accept that kind of behavior. That's all for this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it was helpful for you. As you navigate your own healing, I hope this channel is always an encouragement to you all. And if you have questions for me, or if you would just like to share your story or have a conversation, both of my Instagrams are linked in the podcast description. One is for the child of page and one is to my personal Instagram. I would love to hear from you. I'm wishing all of you a wonderful and peace-filled week. I will talk to you all again next Tuesday. Thank you.